Good morning for Tuesday, February 12, 2013. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's on the front page this morning. Pope resigns, church at a crossroads, and a turbulent tenure for a quiet scholar with clear teachings. In today's national headlines, slower growth of health costs eases deficit. Mice fall short as test subjects for deadly ills and partners of gay military personnel granted some benefits. In today's financial headlines, shell vessels sidelined imperiling Arctic plans. CBS deal bolsters Amazon's challenge to Netflix, and Japanese television show mirrors battery makers bind. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Vatican City by Rachel Donatio and Elisabetta Povoledo. It's titled, Pope Resigns, Church at a Crossroads. Pope Benedict XVI's surprise announcement on Monday that he'll resign on February 28th sets the stage for a succession battle that's likely to determine the future course of a church troubled by scandal and declining faith in its traditional strongholds around the world. Citing advanced years and infirmity, Benedict became the first pope in six centuries to resign. Vatican officials said they hoped to have a new pope in place by Easter, while expressing shock at a decision that some said had been made as long as a year ago. Saying he'd examined his conscience before God, Benedict said he felt that he was not up to the challenge of guiding the world's one billion Catholics. That task will fall to his successor, who will have to contend not only with the Roman Catholic Church marred by the sexual abuse crisis, but also with an increasingly secular Europe and the spread of Protestant evangelical movements in the United States, Latin America, and Africa. The resignation sets up a struggle between the staunchest conservatives in Benedict's mold, who advocated a smaller church of more fervent believers, and those who feel the church can broaden its appeal in small but significant ways, like allowing divorced Catholics to receive communion, or loosening restrictions on condom use to prevent AIDS. Many Vatican watchers suspect the cardinals will choose someone with better management skills and a more personal touch than the bookish Benedict. They want somebody who can carry this idea of new evangelization, relighting the missionary fires of the church and actually make it work, not just lay it out in theory, said John Allen, a Vatican expert at the National Catholic Reporter. The other big battle in the church is over the demographic distribution of Catholics, which has shifted decisively to the developing world. Today, 42% of its adherents come from Latin America and about 15% from Africa versus only 25% from Europe. That has led many in the church to say that the new pope should represent a part of the world where membership is growing quickly, while others say that spiritual vision should be paramount. The Vatican spokesman, the Reverend Federico Lombardi, said Benedict would not participate in the appointment of his successor. But many wondered whether his presence would have an impact. The fact is that he's alive, and it's obvious that his opinion, his perception, will be felt, said Paolo Rodari, a reporter for the daily Il Foglio.